Yes. I don't want an explanation. I want an answer. Oh, my gosh. What's the deal? I want <laughs> an answer now. What was the question? I don't know what the question was, but I want... <laughs> All right, let's find All out. Right. <laughs> welcome, everybody. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome. Here we are. Uh, number 13th, and it's not Friday the 13th, but it's episode 13th. Today, say <laughs> the uh, January tune Enero. Is the name of this one. You'll find blues out. Blues Tune. I'm one yeah. of the, maybe they're Blues Clues fans, and they did a Blues Tune uh, homage. Here. <laughs> You'll find out why uh, Bill was shrieking about shrieking, needing an shrieking. explanation. <laughs> shriek. I like the word shriek. I like the group shriek back, by the way. What? Yeah. But yeah, here we, it's Frigid Friday, and we're 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 shrieking yes. about our, uh, the, the poem that we are going to be reading, and I, it, it is a poem. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And it does have something to do with the intro music you all just heard. The intro music, the, the uh, not classic. not our wacky music, but the music that came before the that. In, the intro music, yes. yeah. And if you're of a certain age, you will have recognized it. And yeah. if you're not, you're probably like, "What mm-hmm. in the heck is this music?" If you're a certain vintage, <laughs> you know your cork has popped and you've aged nicely. <laughs> yeah, that's not that bad. I'm sorry. You know, totally innocent. Step right into that. Wow. I'm trying to envision <laughs> what it would look like with my cord popping, but that's... <laughs> maybe, oh, my gosh. Maybe we shouldn't go there. Never, sorry yeah. about that. I was, in, you know... Are you Freudian. familiar, Bill, are you familiar with the song Park Avenue Beat? I'm sure I am, but I don't... I, I would need to probably hear the beat. <laughs> that's uh, what it was. Oh, that, is that what it was? Yeah, that that's the name of the, the Perry oh, Mason course, theme yes, song. Yes, of course, then yes, I am. It's yep. Park Avenue Beat, mm-hmm. and that was what was playing at the beginning. Well, very cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. You know, my my world was kind of shook this morning, you know, when I were... Uh, Marvin Lee Adair. Um, what? Uh, um <laughs> When, when I woke up this morning and I, I had looked at, at the news and I was like, you know what, what the heck, you know, and Marvin Marvin Lee, not a day, a day. I, I went to a book a book um, exchange on or, or uh, purchase on Adair Street in Pryor. That's why I have Adair on my mind. But Marvin Lee, a day passed away today, and it, my world was kind of shook. Oh. And most people know him as Meatloaf. Yeah. And it's just like you know, uh, you know. People that I listen to, they're they're dying, and I want them to stop <laughs> because it means that my escalator is getting closer to the top of that track. You know, corks a popping, corks a popping. You know, and the, you, do you remember um, Paradise by the Dashboard Light? Well, of course. And um, I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. And my favorite is uh, Two Out of Three Ain't Bad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just gorgeous music. Yeah. And it's like you know, how dare you die? <laughs> you know, he was only seventy four, which to me is younger and younger all yes, the time. It is. So we're getting there. Uh, we're getting, you know, I, I know it's just that it's just weird when you hear that the people going on and you think now I'm, I've we're been listening sing- to his music all morning long and we're singing sing- along we're, and singing the blues is what singing we're the doing blues. Right now too. And he was a good blues singer. He could mm-hmm. rock a handkerchief like no other <laughs> musician. I was fascinated by that handkerchief on the microphone and on, in, on his wrist and things and so forth. I was fascinated. Kind of like the scarf on Stevie Nicks. Oh, microphone the, the scarf. <laughs> and did you know the uh, his co-star, co-singer on Paradise by the Dashboard, like Carla DeVito, mm-hmm. who married Ricky uh, Robbie, Robbie. Excuse, Robbie Benson mm-hmm. shortly after I suppose that was made. Uh, and and she played a big part in that as well. And they've been she's been married to Robbie for decades. And 
Robbie still has amazing hair, by the way, and I don't know why I brought and that up. And amazing blue eyes. And amazing too. blue eyes. He was the hot. Th- he was a heartthrob, wasn't he? I stalk him Back. a little bit on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> He's the voice of the Beast in Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> no, I was in love with him when I was a teenager. And have you seen his hair? Yeah, it is just it's perfect. What the heck is that? <laughs> you know, good for him. That's how that's how we age. Do you that's know? We, do you know who else had perfect hair? Um, Raymond Burr. Raymond Burr had perfect hair. <laughs> Raymond Burr. And, and I'm getting us back to our. our get me back on track. My, well, my, we never got on the track. I'm getting. Track. I'm getting us to the track. Well, sh- oh, well, we, well, we were waiting. The lights were on. You had to stop at the railroad tracks I this did. morning too. I did. I was yeah. a, a train had. I was running late today because I was having to wait for a train. Yeah. Well, the bar's about to go up, so we're about ready oh, to get on. On you know, get on the track and 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 get going. With this episode, we're so glad you all are here. We're glad. I'm Sean. I'm Bill. <laughs> sorry, we're coming to you. <laughs> sorry for the late, for the late introductions, but you, you may know us already. To you from the World Oklahoma Museum of Poetry, where we take a poem that someone, a poem or a line or anything that someone has written and left it in the museum for others to read, and we take it and we talk about it for half an hour or so. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it, and it's it's a, another um, interesting uh, poem today. Mm-hmm. And you had said that you had start uh, started the uh, thought process by having a quote from a uh, uh, Raymond uh, Raymond Burr uh, mystery. Mm-hmm. Uh, Perry Mason. Perry Mason. Mystery. See, uh, Perry mm-hmm. Mason slipped my mind. I always want to say Ironsides. <laughs> well, we, you know, because he was in a wheelchair, and I was fascinated by that <laughs> as a child. Okay, we're going back farther in farther. time from that, though. Perry Mason mysteries. Yeah. Okay. And so the poem that we're going to talk about today is from. We've talked about a lot of them that was from the Only Mystery exhibit, and this is another one. This was several years ago, and the the idea was I had all these little um, typed up quotes from books by Earl Stanley Gardner, Perry Mason books, because I was in love with these books when I was a teenager, and I've never let it go. So anyway, um, so there's all these little quotes from the books, because there's just wonderful phrases in, in all of them. And you were to take one of these quotes and then glue it to a piece of paper and add your own poem to go with it. Yeah. Kind of adding to it, mm-hmm. extending extending the thought. Mm-hmm. You're kind of finding a poem in the quote, and then using that idea from that quote to to make your own. And I wonder piece. after I read this, I'm, I'm, I'll ask questions. I wonder if this is she's trying, she or he is trying to answer a question based upon the what I said. I don't want mm-hmm. an explanation. I want an answer. I can just hear him saying that, mm-hmm. like in a court of law. Oh, yeah. To one of the witnesses. That is actually where that line is from. Okay. It's from a section where he's questioning a doctor on the stand, Perry Mason is. So th- that's the quote that goes with this poem. And then the poem's written around it, and the person even put a title on it, and it's written on a yellow index card. Yellow, oh, I see. I mm-hmm. thought it was a yellow uh, pad of paper, piece mm-hmm. of paper, but it's in the, makes it more interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I shall read it if you like, and, then, and you Please can do. correct me. And I'm going to try to get it on one take. Here we go. <laughs> I want to know how, when, why. Okay, wait a minute, Bill. I'm going to stop you. Okay. Put the quote first, because that's part Oh, of forgive me. <laughs> take, take two. And the title. Blue's Tune. I don't want an explanation. I want an answer. I want to know how, when, why you dragged your coat, wet, not dry. I want to know where your shoes are and why my driveway has no car. How can anyone lose a car and shoes and come in here singing the blues? Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. I was sweating that, folks. Let me tell you. 
You didn't breathe. Breathe now. Well, (laughs) thank you. My speech coach has noticed that, but I noticed your coat has something around it, and I've been occupied by that. I don't know if it's quotes, quotes or what, but I thought, do I emphasize your coat? We'll have a photos of that. I think there were, they were going to add a word after dragged, and they just changed their mind, and then they added the word in after coat. You dragged your coat in wet, not oh, dry. Oh, okay. I think that's what that is. I think is. you're right. That is an in. Yeah. I should have put it in. You dragged your coat in yeah. wet, not dry. Yeah. We'll have the picture of this on wackypoemlife.com. You all can see it, and maybe other pictures you know, that we of things we talk about. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Very, uh, very cool. And I was... Um, I, I do have a question. Mm-hmm. I want an explanation. I don't want an explanation. I want an. I want an answer. Mm-hmm. My question to you, Sean, is: Isn't an explanation an answer? No. Okay. See. <laughs> now we know the answer to that. It definitely is not. It's not okay. So one of the reasons why I really like that quote is because it's it's like several of them from the books uh, where Perry Mason is trying to get information, and he wants you to get to the point. You know, yeah. just give Pedaling. me the information. Yeah. yeah, One of the phrases that's probably repeated the most in the Perry Mason books is, let's get down to brass tacks. Brass tacks. Brass tacks, mm-hmm. yeah. I think mm-hmm. I wrote a poem about that once. But when one of my favorite phrases from the books is, are you talking or are you just sa- are you saying something? Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you, are you just talking or are, are you, you saying, saying something? something? So that's kind of, to me, like this, I don't want an explanation. I want to an answer. Yeah. Are you talking or are you saying something? And I brass tacks, mm-hmm. I know what that means, but I wonder how that originated. Maybe when you get down to brass tacks, you've rubbed away all of the upholstery <laughs> and the filling, and you get down to the tacks holding things together. What, have you, been, what have you been doing on that couch or that chair? Right. Oh <laughs> okay. right, exactly. We're down to brass tacks here. Good grief. <laughs> That's good. Oh, my goodness. So I like what the person did with that quote because I would never have thought that that's where it was going to go. That was going to turn into a, you know, a blues tune, as it says, griping about a wet coat and a car gone and shoes gone and yeah. singing the blues. Now, was this was this was this quote um, related to the episode? Uh, is there a car that's not in the driveway? Is there wet clothing? No. Uh, in a way, th- I don't imagine the people who wrote the poems. I have a bunch of these that people wrote a lot of poems with these quotes. I don't imagine they knew anything about the book. Well, and I would imagine that that would be pretty obscure if they wouldn't know this one particular mm-hmm. quote out of a, an entire book. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. It, I think it's I've got the book here with me. It's from the, his book, The Case of the Black-Eyed Blonde. Black, oh, my goodness. Yeah, she, from the blonde 1944. Does, I see the blonde does have a black eye on the yeah. cover. And Ooh. I did just, you know, just for research purposes, I did watch the TV episode that went with this book. Okay. Uh, um, just the other day, too. It's episode 37 in season one. And uh, it was a good episode. It was a little bit different because you know how most of the episodes and the books end with all the, the court drama. Right. That one, it was kind of settled outside of the court. They settled out of court. Well, I mean, it, it, the denouement, the climactic scene in the denouement, denouement. took part uh, took place outside the courtroom. Interesting. But the, Interesting. Where where he says this quote is in the courtroom, and he's talking to the doctor about the the body, the the murder, and he says, Mason says, death could have occurred as much as nine hours before you examined the body, doctor. As I have stated, the doctor said, with ponderous dignity, mm. the state of rigor mortis is a determining factor. Now, rigor mortis has a tendency to develop within certain general time limitations, 
Could death have occurred as much as nine hours before you examined the body, Mason asked. I am trying to explain, Mr. Mason. I don't want an explanation. I want, want an, answer. an answer. You answer my question, and then you can explain it afterwards if you want to. But I want an answer to my question. A concise answer. <laughs> yes or no. Yeah. You know, the body is stiff. <laughs> so something has happened. And ponderous dignity. Dignity. <laughs> That's the name of a rock band if I've ever heard one. Ponderous dignity, dignity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or the title of a song, yeah. you know. That's what happens when I read these books, the Perry Mason books. You know, they are quite dated. They're, they're, they're problematic in terms of, the well, the, you know, sexism and different things in the time they were written. But they are often so witty. And, yeah. you know, the phrases and the lines it's and eloquent. the character himself. There's an, there's an eloquence to, the, to oh, this yeah. phrasing. The character himself is so wonderful. And Raymond Burr was the perfect Perry Mason. And do you know what Raymond Burr was also the perfect uh, character? The in, villain, uh, the villain to Rear Window. Yes, yes, that is he one was. Of my, it was just like, oh, <laughs> you have been a killer the entire time. <laughs> you are scary. And I did not even. He was scary, and it was those eyes, those yeah. intense eyes. Yeah, and that, and when he wearing an undershirt to have. Yes, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> an undershirt's always a clue. Yeah, you know, when they didn't dress properly back in the day, you knew they were up to, up to something that was no good. But I was so I was like, I never had seen him in a villainous role. Yeah, and that was very. I wonder. I'm interested why he would take that role. That's a topic for another podcast. Yeah, but that's, I actually have seen him in another uh, as a villain in another movie, and I can't remember the name of it. But I'll, I'll look that because up. it had to have been parallel to to this series because it was a early '60s, late '50s. Mm-hmm. Rear Window was a. Yeah, in the series, era. he was on the Perry Mason show from 57 to 66. Yeah, so. that would have been right along that mm-hmm. same time frame. Mm-hmm. I love that movie, by the way. You know, I do, too. But what I want to know about this poem is mm-hmm. the way the person inverted words. You dragged your coat in, wet, not dry. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of saying, why are, you, why are you bringing in a wet coat? You dragged your coat in, wet, not dry. And I want to know why my driveway has no car. Instead of saying, why isn't yeah. why isn't the car parked in the driveway? Why does my driveway <laughs> have no car? My driveway is not occupied. Yeah. It should have something in it. Why does my driveway have no I think it's very interesting. I know. I think that's neat. Yeah. Right, that that's worded. I, I kind of think the first one, the wet, not dry, was phrased like that for the rhyme to go with why. Why? But then not so much, you know, on the other ones. That's like true. You, like you pointed out, driveway has no car. How can anyone lose a car? Right. And shoes. Come See, there here. you have the rhyme again, though. And shoes come in here singing shoes the blues. Shoes and blues, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, the rhyming part of it's really cool. I like that it's a monologue of questions, too. And I guess they're rhetorical. Yes. And then, you know, that this person is just like singing the blues. They don't expect an answer to these questions. These are just the things that are bothering them. Yeah. And uh, wanting to know, where have you, is this person asking another person, Where's the car? Why are your shoes? Uh, uh, where are your shoes? Why is everything? Why is your coat wet? And mm-hmm. and why are you singing? Yeah, and I just want an answer. I, I don't want, want an explanation uh, right. of how this occurred. Just I give me want, an answer. Yeah, we don't, just don't be melodious and <laughs> and having flowing thoughts. Where's the dang car, people? Get to the brass yeah, tax. Brass tax. Yeah. <laughs> There's something else I thought you would like about this poem because you mentioned in one of our previous podcasts, Bill, that you hate when people misspell the word lose. It's yeah. spelled correctly in this poem. 
Well, the, it, it is spelled correctly, <laughs> but uh, maybe our podcasters, or, excuse me, our listeners could tell me, um, Lewis is spelled often L-O-O-S-E, and I see it all over social media. I don't want to lose thing. You know, now if, if you're if you're Ricky Ricardo, he's going off again. I'm going off again. If you're Ricky Ricardo and you're saying, Lucy, I lose my keys. Okay, I don't mean to be. You know, I, I, I'm being uh, awful. I'm sorry, but it's lose L O S E loose L O O S E. I wonder why that is so misspelled. Uh, I don't know. Mr. Grammar Man. Mr. Grammar? Well, I'm, I, I'm, compared, I'm really, truly not. But you not, know what? You know, as you a matter know. of facts, as a matter of facts, F-A-X. As a matter of facts. That's one of my questions. Well, uh, let me tell you, my Paramore, you know, the online etymology dictionary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Paramore is a nice word, too. <laughs> I like well, that. I called it my boyfriend in mm-hmm. the last episode. Well, this Paramore episode, is, I'm going to call it a Paramore. It's exotic. So the yeah. OED uh, does tell us that lose and loose have the same origin, Bill. Same, I thought they would have the same. They, they seem similar, have the same yes. origin, correct? Yes. They both come from the Proto-Indo-European root, Lewis, meaning to loosen, divide, cut apart. To loosen, divide, cut apart. Mm-hmm. Okay. To lose heart, to lose track of. I lose track of my cell phone once or twice a day. Lose one's mind. I try to retain that. Lose it entirely. Ooh. Lose your way. Lose your. I've lost my way before. Mm-hmm. Yes. Lose your shirt. Um, y- sometimes, <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> no doubt. I'm sure I can come up with an instance or two. Lose your marbles. <laughs> oh, many times. Yeah. <laughs> Pop them back in that ear and just roll them around. <laughs> but Lose you your know, touch. I, I've lost touch. <laughs> I've lost touch many times. Yes. Yes. Those are all, lose is a good word in this poem for, on all those phrases I was just saying, for the blues. That's what all the blues is about. Lose your blues. Blues. And and blues is, um, um, I think it's a late term. Um, It's blues is a form of music. I always think of music Mm -hmm. or I think of a a melancholy attitude when I think of blues. Yeah. But mostly it's the, it's the music genre I think about um, when I, when I hear blues. Right. Developing here after. Pretty much after the Civil War. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, and by the African mm-hmm. community, African American community, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I, I saw um, Betty White recently. She was singing the blues in jail, and she was singing, "Nobody knows the trouble <laughs> I've seen. Nobody knows my sorrow. Nobody knows the next line to this song." <laughs> no, and you know she is just so funny. So you know another one that that should not have left Betty. You left I know, us. I know they're you all know. leaving us. Yeah. I looked up whenever I was I was uh, looking into uh, the blues and just looking at the origins and everything and different uh, descriptions of it that you could get your own blues name. Really? There's a blues name generator online. Okay. You can find out what yours is. And I and I put both of our names in there. Oh, oh my gosh! And I'm I really excited. like my I'm blues. excited. I really like your blues name. I don't really like mine so much. Okay. Mine is Blind Bad Boy Bradley. Ooh, <laughs> you sound like someone I would not want to get in a knife fight with in a dark alley. I'd lose a finger or two probably. But yours was much better, Bill. Yours is Muddy Harp Jones. Muddy Harp Jones. <laughs> I like that. I, I can use that as sort of a pseudonym. Yeah. There's a muddy. Your muddy harp. H a r p. It's sort of like um like an angel with like like an angel with that's been in a mud bath. 
Muddy Heart playing a Muddy Heart. So like Pigpen with wings. <laughs> if you insist. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's good. Muddy Harp. It does sound like it. That is, that is a blues name. Muddy Harp. Yeah, of course. That's I, why it was in the blue name. I've got to learn to play guitar blues now. Blues name's uh, generator. How cool. Okay. <laughs> I like it. I'll keep it. I also found that there are certain rules of the blues. Rules of the blues. You probably know some of these. Teenagers can't sing the blues. Oh, no, no. Heavens no. No. They think they can, but they can't. No, because they no. ain't fixing to die yet. They ain't fixing to die yet. <laughs> Adults sing the blues. Adults. You know? and yes. In blues, adulthood means you're old enough to get the electric chair if you shoot a man Ooh. in Memphis. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. Because is that Folsom Prison blues? I shot him. Wait. I shot him at Reno. It wasn't Memphis. It was Reno. My, my train has left the truck. I'm thinking of John, Johnny Cash and shot a man in Reno. Well, these are these are some of the rules of the blues. I found this on outliermusic.com, uh, okay. but that was one of them. Teenagers definitely can't sing the blues. You don't have enough, enough experience. Yeah, no, and you know, there's certain places where the blues can't take place either. Like like on a sunny beach in Miami. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah, <laughs> they can play. They can take place in New York City, but not Hawaii. No, not or not, Canada. Any no. place in Canada, no. No, not a bluesy. Uh, hard time, hard times in Minneapolis or Seattle. That's probably just clinical depression. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and in Sydney, Australia, are you kidding? No one's blue there. No. You know. No, you can't have the blues in any place that don't get rain. Don't get rain. Yeah, they don't get rain there. It's rain. So Chicago, St. Louis, and Kansas City are perfect. And you know what I've heard for the blues. You know what I've heard. <laughs> it never rains in California, but girl, don't they warn you, man? It pours. <laughs> <laughs> you heard that somewhere. 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 <laughs> And that's not the blues either. That's just an that's just a coming out of my old cavernous mind here. Yeah. Well, it, and if you any any of our listeners out there think that they they want to write about a, a poem and they'll take extend it out to sing about it, here's here's how you know if you have the right to sing the blues. If you're a older than dirt. Dirt. B. Huh. You blind. You blind. C. You shot a man <laughs> in Memphis. Or Reno. <laughs> and D. You can't be satisfied. <laughs> Never satisfied. Can't get yeah. no satisfaction. Satisfaction. Now, here's the opposite. Oh. You don't have the right to sing the blues if A, you have all your teeth. I got most of my teeth. <laughs> I lost some molars recently. If you've lost them, okay, well then you're okay. I'm okay. B you were once blind but now can, can see. see. And the grace was amazing. The C the man in Memphis lived. Okay. That ruins the whole thing. And D, you have a pension fund. Pension. Not P I N C H I N. No, you can't. You can't sing the blues if you have a pension fund. I'm sorry. <laughs> now, wouldn't that be funny? Think of that. Have to have a P I N C H I N fund. Here's some funds. I don't funds. know what Go you're talking about. Pension. Pension. I'm gonna. Every time you pension one, you get a quarter. Bill, <laughs> you definitely have lost it. Oh, no sleep last night. No sleep last night. What? That's no excuse to have the blues just because I had no sleep last night. You could write a song about that, though. I, I, I could, yeah. I didn't couldn't sleep wake, at all. Didn't wake up this morning because I never went to sleep. <laughs> that is a good one. No, that was horrible. Well, but the but thought, you know that is how most blue songs start. Process, woke up this morning. How can you wake up when you've never, never gone been to, to sleep? sleep? That's a, that is a country song if I ever heard one. <laughs> you know? So like the green, green grass of home, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which I didn't mean, didn't mean to bring that up again. Oh, no, that's a now spot. I'm getting I angry I'm, already. I'm, I'm sorry. 
So I got to think of my blues name. And I don't like that blues name th- that was generated for me. So here's some other blues names, Bill. Okay. For women, Sadie. Sadie is bluesy. Sadie, Big Mama. Oh, definitely. Big Mama. Bessie. Bessie's blues. And here's my favorite. This is what I want you to call me. Fat River Dumpling. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm hungry. (laughs) From from here on, thus forth, henceforth, into time, I shall be called Fat River Dumpling. And I'm Muddy Harp. Muddy Harp. (laughs) FRD, okay. FRD for short. FR, okay, there we go. The notorious FRG. <laughs> D. The FRD. <laughs> Fat River Dumpling. <laughs> notorious FRD in the house. I guess it could be, to make it more local, it could be Snake River Dumpling. No, it's just not the same as Fat River. Yeah. Okay. Here's some blues names for men. Joe. True. Smoking yeah. Joe. Yeah. Willie. Willie. Mm-hmm. Slick Willie. Little Willie. Little Willie, he's he's tiny. Big Willie. <laughs> big Willie's big Willie. You know, we're, where are we going? Where are we going here? <laughs> that was it. I didn't get any larger Willies than Big and, Willie. Okay. Yeah, because that'd, that'd be enormous Willie. <laughs> big as a truck. <laughs> cool. There's also one more thing, Bill. People with names like Michelle, Amber, Debbie, and Heather can't sing the blues. And Tiffany. <laughs> Tiffany, <laughs> Tiffany can't sing the blues. No, no matter no. how many men they shoot in Memphis. That's right. They just can't know. Because they would probably hire someone to shoot them. They don't even shoot them themselves. That's true. Right. They don't want to get their hands yeah. dirty. No one named Amber Dawn is going to be killing anyone, probably. So. Well, they can't. They might. They, well, they might. But it wouldn't be in Memphis. Not in Memphis. And they wouldn't have any right to sing the blues it, about it. It wouldn't be in an alley with the smoke smell of barbecue whiff, wafting down and, you know, some no. stray cats here and there. And, no. Right. It would not. There would be no blind men around. Right. That's right. <laughs> no muddy harps to cry to cry on their shoulders. Muddy harp Jones. Muddy harp Jones. What do you think? I like it. <laughs> MHJ. The notorious MHJ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll take it. I've, yeah, I've forgotten her poem. I know it was about the blues. I'm yeah. looking at it again. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna, what I was going to say too blues about tune. it was because the you know the the theme music. It was called Park Avenue Beat. It was one of the best known uh, things that the composer Fred Steiner ever came up with. And the CBS executives told him that they wanted something that would convey the suavite, suavite, oh, sophistication mm-hmm. and toughness that they felt were the fundamental aspects of Perry Mason's character. And he was those things. Mm-hmm. He was those things. Suavite. Suavite. Is I'm that a sure. word? Suavite. Well, it's pronounced suavity, but oh, I, no, no. I think it ought to be. Oh. I mean, it's spelled suavity, but I think it suavite. ought to be pronounced suavite. Yeah, suavite. Yeah. Have a certain genesis gene- quoi. Suavite. Yeah. But it also should show that he was dealing with criminals and crime. Yeah. And Steiner said, quote, historically, you associate jazz with the seamy side of life. But in 1957, rhythm and blues was the big thing. And that rhythm just seemed like what I was looking for, a contemporary beat for that side of him. And yet the symphonic sound to represent him as a kind of guy who goes to the opera. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then goes to a speakeasy and listens yeah. to some cool jazz and has a martini. It's one of those theme songs, you know, that really gets stuck in people's head, and they mm-hmm. have a lot of nostalgic right. feelings about it and so forth. And in the books, um, the Perry Mason books, the way he's described is, is kind of like that description that Steiner has of him. And the adjective that's probably used the most for him is granite. Granite? Yeah. Shoulders of granite. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. That's yeah. a, that's some pretty stiff shoulders. Well, I mean, it just uh, 
imposing. Stoic, stoic imposing. Was, yes. he, was he a tall man? Burr? I, uh, I think he was at least six foot. Yeah. And on TV, on TV, eight foot. Mm-hmm. Was, TV well, has two he more had feet. very granite shoulders, that's very for granite, sure. Yeah. Very broad. That's true. He got broader yeah, that, <laughs> as true. he got older. That is true. <laughs> that is true. Right. Very cool. <clears throat> Well, you know, I just I think it was this was one of two poems that you asked me to choose from, and I thought oh, we're going to discuss this because I this is a mystery to me, and it's it's been kind of fun dissecting it. It has been, mm-hmm. and um, I do. There are poems about the blues. I mean, I think this is a really good one. The probably one of the most famous poets who had blues poems is Langston Hughes. Langston Hughes. One of them I really like is called Morning After. I was so sick last night, I didn't hardly know my mind. So sick last night, I didn't know my mind. I drunk some bad liquor that almost made me blind. Had a dream last night, I thought I was in hell. I dreamt last night, I thought I was in hell. Woke up and looked around me. Babe, your mouth was open like a well. I Ooh. said, baby, baby, please don't snore so loud. Baby, please, please don't snore so loud. You're just a little bit of woman, but you sound like a great big crowd. <laughs> that's a song is that a poem or a song it's is a that, poem okay. well you could well and a lot of his poems have been put to music you can put you can get a guitar yeah. rift and go go to yeah. town with that yeah and it's wonderful and i'm saying it i'm reciting it the best i can oh, but yeah, we yeah. really need I, the langston hughes here to do it right right <laughs> there's another one i like too it's called two blue it's another Langston Hughes. I got those sad old weary blues. I don't know where to turn. I don't know where to go. Nobody cares about you when you sink so low. What shall I do? What shall I say? Shall I take a gun and put myself away? I wonder if one bullet would do. Hard as my head is, it would probably take two. But I ain't got no neither bullet nor gun, and I'm too blue to look for one. Oh my! Thank goodness he's That's too blue. That's blues. That that when you're too blue to even put a look for the bullet, you know you're blue. Yeah. You know it. That's an extremity. That's, that is that is yeah, blue to the core. Yeah, it's one of my favorite poets, Langston Hughes. Yeah. yeah, and it's <clears> funny how you know blue also means you know blue cussing is uh, some of the worst cussing. Um, sort of blue movies are sort of ra- the racy movies. Yes. It's funny how we go to the to the blue has a certain connotation. It in does. so many different things. Yes. Right. Um, yeah. sor- sorrowful, miserable, depressed. It was actually the meaning of it, well, 15th century, I'm talking about, you know, things my paramour has told me again, right. the online etymolo- etymology dictionary. It was first used, like we're using it, the blues, in a poem called Merlin, and it's about the King Arthur yeah. legend. And uh, what? how did it go? Well, boy, Britain, blue Britain. Hearts both blur and black they were. Interesting. Blue. <laughs> it's Middle English. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my version of it, anyway. Yeah. Blue. Blue was my, blue is my favorite color. You know, it tends to lean toward the green side, so maybe it's teal. But uh, yeah, I don't know why I threw that out there. All of a sudden, you know, Billy Boy Blue. Sing the Billy. teals. Yeah, sing. I'm going to sing the you're teals. Not, you're, you're Muddy Harp Jones, and don't you forget Muddy it. Muddy Harp Jones is going to. I got to come up with a song next week. <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah, because I'm old enough. I've only <laughs> lost a couple teeth. But I'm gonna work on it. <laughs> All right. Thank you to whoever took that quote and uh, made a wonderful poem for us to discuss yeah, about we pre- it. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> we think helps us to think. Keep these dendrites growing. I, I want to end with another another quote from the same book of the black eye, case of the black eyed bon- blonde. It goes, "Take your cat and go back to your waffle parlor." <laughs> <laughs>
Waffle parlor. Ooh, that's an insult. <laughs> Take your cat. Take your cat. And go back to your waffle parlor. And go back parlor. to your stinking waffle parlor. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. Bye, guys. See you next time.